Good morning, Bucknoters. Welcome to the Bucknotes Morning 5 here on Wednesday, September 6, 2023. I am Dave Biddle. I'll be joined by Steve Hellwagon in just a moment. Before I do that, got to pay some bills. I want to let you guys know, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Do you ever find that just as you're trying to fall asleep, your brain suddenly won't stop talking? Do your thoughts start racing right before bed or at other inopportune moments? It turns out one great way to make those racing thoughts go away is to talk them through. Therapy gives you a place to do that so you can get out of your negative thought cycles and find some mental and emotional peace. I know for me, it's incredibly frustrating trying to fall asleep when my mind is racing. Therapy empowers you to be the best version of yourself, something most of us are trying to achieve. If you're thinking of giving, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get a break from your thoughts with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Bucknuts today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Bucknuts. All right, let's bring in my guy, Steve Hellwagon. Oh, so much to get into. I don't want to be angry, so I'm not going to um, start off talking about the clock rules, the new clock rules, and how that's impacting the game. We'll get to that eventually. Quarterbacks, I want to get your thoughts on maybe kind of deciphering what Ryan Day said, kind of, kind of, uh, I don't know, translating Day. It'd be very easy for him to say, Kyle McCord is my quarterback. You know, he was even asked follow up questions like, is Kyle the guy or is it just for this game? And he said, I'm trying not to draw lines in the sand. It'd be very easy to say, Kyle's our guy. We like Devin, but Kyle is our guy. He hasn't gone there. Kyle's going to start again this week. Devin's going to play. Same thing we heard last week, and then Devin barely played. Just kind of of translate what you heard from Day and what you expect long-term at quarterback, Steve. Yeah, I think that uh, in the game against Indiana, he sensed that the offense was not working. And I think that he came to the realization that to jockey the quarterbacks and put them in every other series or give Brown the second quarter or whatever – to try and work through it uh, wasn't going to be the right thing to do on that day. They needed to pick. It's the age, the, the age old thing is you got to pick one and go with them. And that's what he did within the context of that game. He picked one and he went with him. Now, you know, is Kyle McCord better than Devin Brown? I don't think we have the answer to that yet. Uh, Devin Brown, his day was, uh, very it was incomplete i mean he he didn't play enough plays for you to know what he can and can't do uh i think in a perfect world what would happen against youngstown state and this is just uh you know throwing it out there is mccord would play the first and third quarters and brown would play the second and fourth quarters they would both get about 35 snaps they would both get to throw about 15 to 20 passes and then you might have a better idea of what both guys can do. Granted, the quality of the opponent, an FCS opponent, Youngstown State, is not going to give you a full barometer of what those guys would look like against a Big Ten team with a Big Ten pass rush, great linebackers, and outstanding cornerbacks and safeties. But I think that uh, you know, it's 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 another data point, I guess, to make a decision in this whole thing. And no, I don't get the sense one bit that he has, quote, settled on Kyle McCord as the starting quarterback. The audition is still open and it'll be open through the Western Kentucky game. And by the end of the Western Kentucky game, it better be apparent to everybody what direction this thing is headed. 
Yeah, I guess this just we'll get into the clock rules now because this plays into it. I mean, it was hard last year um, getting young guys playing time, and now he's trying to get two quarterbacks playing time, but dealing with less possessions, uh, markedly less possessions. Now, Indiana, maybe that was a one-off where they had only ten possessions, but maybe it's going to be a trend. Um, I don't like it at all. I, I don't know why they made this move. I mean, I know I did. Follow the money. I mean, I'm not stupid. I mean, that that's why they did it. They added commercials is the bottom line. Nobody in the sport wanted less college football. Nobody wanted shorter games. It's not even shorter games. It's just less plays. Nobody wanted that. And it, it just, it ticks me off. And they need to let the coaches in on this stuff when they're making big rule changes because they're the ones that know the most and they're the ones that have to deal with it. Um, I don't know, Steve. Where do you come down on that? And how much does that yep. affect what they're doing at quarterback right now? Because I'm sure uh, Devin Brown would have got a chance to play more if they would have, you know, had the same amount of possessions they did in last year's Indiana game. Yeah, it seems to me they've cut about three minutes out of the game because if you figure there's probably 25 or 30 first downs that end up inbounds with the clock running, and those are like seven or eight seconds each. And so that's like, you know, three, three and a half minutes that have been shaved off of this game. And I think that teams are going to learn that you counter that if you want to run more plays by going up tempo. Ohio State needs to snap the ball at 18 or 15 seconds and not five. They were going down to the tail end of the play clock a lot in this game. And now it's on you. You decide the tempo of the game. Now, on a day when it was 90 or 88 degrees and probably felt like 105 to 110 on the field, I can understand that you had to slow down because it was just too much. For the players, I mean, they're they're not robots, and that's what we keep coming back to. It, you know, they're human beings, and if you try and go up tempo on a day like that, you're going to have false starts. You're going to have uh, mental mistakes. Guys stepping out of bounds on a pattern down the sideline. What the heck was that? So, uh, you know, just crazy from the heat. I think in a lot of senses, but uh, at any rate, uh, yeah, I I don't like this. I don't know for a fact that they added another 30 seconds to each commercial break. It kind of felt like they did. Um, what I did notice was there was 40 seconds to go in the first quarter and there was a change of possession and we had a TV timeout. And I'm like, usually that deep in the quarter, they've used all the breaks. And did they add an additional break? I don't know. But, you know, with these new yep. TV contracts, in the playoffs, everything's a commercial break. I mean, you get into the playoff games, and, and they, they rarely go from one possession to the other without a break. So they got to pay the bills. So I don't know. it got to be a happy balance. A lot of steaming around the stadium. It was a terrible product to sit there and watch in the stadium on Saturday. Yeah, I, I just – I still – I didn't like it when it came out. Now that I've actually seen it, um, I hate it. I hate the new clock rules. Uh, all right, let's move on. Um, one of the titles of today's show is Chip Trainum, the best running back on this team. Or am I overreacting by one game? Others no. that say Chip's best, is, are people overreacting? Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I think based on that one game, he should be the starter. And uh, I say that because, you know, their their bacon was in the fire, basically. It's 10 to 3 at halftime, and you need a spark. And that guy gave you a spark. He ran with authority. He ran with great vision. If it's not blocked perfectly, he can make something happen and he can bounce it outside and has the speed to get around the edge 
and he did not finish any of his runs. He didn't put the ball in the end zone, but he got every yard he could possibly get out of those those runs. And a uh, guy made a great tackle on him at the three-yard line the one time. Otherwise, that would have been a touchdown there. So he set up the scores. It was very uh, telling. He, he runs the ball all the way down the field, and then they put him at fullback to block for Mayan to, to punch it in the end zone. And what a hell of a run by Mayan. He got hit near the line of scrimmage and just kept churning and took the linebacker with him into the end zone. So those guys are quite a one-two punch. I need to see more from Travion Henderson. I think, uh, and again, some of it's unfair. Of the 31 running plays, Dave, 10 of them were for zero or negative yards. That's not a very good batting average. 333 is not a good batting average in that in that instance because uh, too many negative plays and too many zero yardage plays. And so uh, Henderson was getting hit at the line of scrimmage. He was getting hit three yards deep in the backfield. This was the offensive line that uh, just didn't have any idea what his blocking assignments were, turning guys loose in the backfield. Terrible decisions by the quarterback in the run-pass option or in the in the zone read. Terrible. Now, maybe he's directed handoff, you know, you do not run. I don't know. But, uh, I mean, the defensive end's crashing, and he's handing the running back the ball. Uh, that's That doesn't make any sense. That's, that's Kerry Combs. Nobody setting the edge, not making any sense right there to me. So a uh, lot of questions and very few answers after the first game. Yeah, I'm, I think Chip looks like the best. It's, for me, and I've said this before on the show, is it's not just the one game against Indiana. I saw it in the spring. We saw flashes of it last year. But certainly in the spring, and not just the spring game, that long run that he had, and he had some other good ones, Um there was one scrimmage in particular that he just looked great to me. And they were going full bore. Like a, they, they were tackling. Like they were actually playing real football at, during the spring, maybe two weeks before the spring game, something like that. And number 19 was out there. I was like, damn. Um, so, yeah, I think they have something here, Steve. I think they have something here. We'll see. It's going to be very interesting to see the pecking order this week. Um, maybe not this week. I don't think they're going to, like, all of a sudden – kill Travion's confidence and like make him the third string guy. But it, listen, you can't be messing around by the Notre Dame games. We'll know by then at the very well, latest. The only, the only, right, thing, the only thing I'll add is Henderson, Henderson is a good player. I mean, I'm not going to downrate him. I think the issue is if you don't block it perfectly, he's just a mortal. You know, he's not, he's not a freak. If you block it perfectly and get him the ball in space, he's a freak. He can take it 70 to the house at any moment but they're not blocking it perfectly and they are not executing worth a crap. The other 10 guys on the, on the offense are not executing. And so he doesn't look like a freak in that instance. I agree. Um, all right, let's look at the offensive line. I want to get your concern level. Let's say, you know, you're, you're a Buckeye fan. Hi, Amy. There's, you saw me, you saw Steve's uh, better half there making her uh, Much better half. in the morning five. Steve's yeah. better, better half making, making her debut. On the show, good to see Amy as always. Hey, Dave. Hello, Amy. How are you? I'm good. How are you? There we go. See you I'm later. Bye. Bye. Hey, hi to Buckeye Nation out there. Mm -hmm. We've got five million people watching the show, or maybe a couple hundred. I don't know. Uh, um, You're not supposed to say this on this show, but I can because I'm not a journalist. So you can't. I I don't care either. I mean, go Bucks. I just said it too. All objectivity out the window. Here All right. We go. Bye. All right. Live podcasting. It's fun. Okay. So offensive line, like, okay, you're let's 
how concerned would you be? You're a Buckeye fan. Let's say you're a big Buckeye fan. Like, how concerned should you be? Josh Fryer, the only one that graded out as a champion. Although Coach Day did say he was encouraged by Carson Hensman. Um, left side of the line looked like just complete dreck. It was terrible, miscommunication. Um, it wasn't just Simmons. It was also Donovan Jackson. Where do you come down, man? What, I know it's one game, but where do you come? What's, what's your uh, your concern level with this O line? They weren't prepared. It didn't feel like in the least bit for everything Indiana. Matt Guerrero and the guys at Indiana threw the kitchen sink at the at Ohio State. Andre Carter was better than expected to be at defensive end. Played with great instincts. Played with great uh, energy, and Ohio State did not match that. Uh, somebody on our, on Twitter posted a uh, – of course, Maryland played Towson, so it's not a very good example, but one of their linemen, you know, pancaking guys and these kind of things. We didn't see anything, anything at all like that. It's not a dominating offensive line physically and or athletically, and they're trying to zone block, and, and the person next to me in the press box explained it, and he said, if you don't have athletes on the offensive line trying to zone block – uh, isn't going to work uh, as effectively as it could as if you had actual athletes like Paris Johnson, you know, people people who can get out of their stance and take two, three quick steps and, and engage somebody. Uh, you know, they're not firing out. I thought pass protection was, was fine. There were a couple of times McCord had pressure, but to McCord's credit, he also had some very good pocket presence for a guy who's never played. Uh, to step up, get out of pressure, keep plays alive. He was never sacked, so that's good. Uh, I want to see what that looks like against a great pass rush. I presume Notre Dame, Wisconsin will have that. In the, and my goodness, those games are hurtling at Ohio State at the speed of light right now. Uh, get buckle, buckle your chin strap and buckle up your seatbelt because it's about to get real here in about two and a half weeks before you know it. So, um to me, they they got to get better. And this is Justin Fry and Brian Hardline and Ryan Day. They have got to get back to the drawing board if, and figure out a scheme that's going to work for these guys within their skill set, what they're capable of doing. I had people, you know, coming on and say uh, in uh, one of the stories that we posted a, a thing that said, you go and tell Ryan Day that the fans want to see Tegra Toshbola and Luke Montgomery at tackle. And I'm like, well, you know, that's great. The coaches saw them all side by side for a month and said, we're going to go with this guy and this guy. Then they got into a game and this guy and this guy didn't play very well. I can't necessarily believe the guys behind them were going to do a whole heck of a lot better. But, I mean, they're not they're not playing the wrong players on purpose. I can tell you that. So I'm uh, going to have to live and die with this offensive line, unfortunately. The offensive line recruiting woes of the past couple of years have come home to roost and, uh, you know, make the best of it is what I see. Let, let's see what happens. Youngstown won't be much of a barometer. Western Kentucky may or not may, or may not be much of a barometer, but uh, it's all you got. So uh, get to work on it and get it fixed. Yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> I mean, uh, you look at this line, I, I don't know. It, it's just – it's fixable. I mean, Coach Day talked about that yesterday. He said everything that he saw. He didn't want to get into too many specifics, but he felt it's fixable, which tells me it is miscommunication. When I, I rewatched the game, there was times that there were guys were looking at each other like, that was supposed to be you. No, that was supposed to be you. It's like two guys in the outfield like, I, I, I thought you called it. No, I thought you called it. Like, yeah. there was so much yeah, mis- – Five ball drops. 
And there goes Andre Carter again. He's in the backfield again. And listen, we've all talked up Justin Fry. Sue just mentioned this um, earlier in the live chat. Um, I mean, he's in year two now. I mean, how much of this is on Justin Fry? We're seeing Donovan Jackson. Looks like he's regressed. We're seeing just miscommunication. I know it was one game, and I just harken back to 2014 and how bad that line looked early in the season. And then they were out there pushing Alabama around by the end of the year. So you never know. I'm not sounding alarms yet, but I am concerned. I'm concerned that, you know, Justin Fry didn't have his guys ready. Yeah, got to be much better. And, you know, I think that that film doesn't lie, obviously. And you will know uh, exactly on each play. I mean, for me as an outsider to uh, make a judgment of of who uh, was right, who was wrong, I can't necessarily do that. But, I mean, some things are pretty obvious. But uh, I think other things, you know, they've got to handle internally and figure out on this specific play, you – Absolutely did not do your job. It, the call wasn't right. The the blocking wasn't right. Uh, you didn't execute. And uh, they've got to work through that. they got to get that figured out. Steve and I are going to close the show talking defense. Yeah, we talked all offense so far. We are going to talk some defense. But I do want to tell you about our next sponsor, AG1. AG1, great company. It's a daily nutritional supplement that supports whole body health. Using a nutritional supplement can go a long way, and AG1 is the best product in the field. It has everything you need so it can replace your multivitamins or probiotics or whatever else in one simple drink. I have started using this product, and I have noticed a spike in my energy. I just feel, feel better overall. I was skeptical of the taste of the drink before I tried it. AG1 comes in this green powder, and you mix it with water, but it tastes good. So they definitely have a customer in me, and I recommend it to you guys, and you get some free stuff thanks to the Bucknuts Morning 5. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first, first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash bucknuts. That's drinkag1.com slash bucknuts. Check it out. All right, Steve, let's talk some defense. Safety position is interesting to me. Um, you know, I, I didn't think Josh Proctor would be starting again as a sixth-year senior. Here he is. Um, you know, up some ups and downs in the first game. Made some really good plays. Had some, you know, was late on a couple of plays. Um, overall, I thought he played solid, though. Does he hold this job long-term? Does Malik Hartford eventually beat him out? What's, what's up with Jihad Carter? Break all that down for me. Yeah, it's an interesting situation. You've got three guys kind of all uh, jockeying for playing time there. We didn't get a real good read from Ryan Day yesterday, what's going on with Jihad Carter. We assume it's more health issues after he missed time in the spring due to, a, I think it was a knee injury. Is he 100%? Day said that he does figure to play in the weeks ahead, and he needs to have a good week of practice, I guess, to, to get back into the flow. So if he's healthy, what does that mean? Uh, Josh Proctor, it sounds like, did very well in preseason camp to earn the spot, and maybe he is finally playing up to the the level that people thought he would when he was a high four-star, borderline five-star guy. So uh, I look at it that uh, it's going to be uh, you know a week-to-week thing, and, and who they think is going to play uh, the best. Malik Hartford is a guy that you cannot deny. As a young guy, he's got to play. I mean, he – and I don't, I don't mean that, like, got to play for them to win. I mean, he's got to play to continue his development because I think he's got 
off the charts potential. He had interception go in and out of his hands. And uh, I want to see uh, more of Malik Hartford. But uh, Proctor first game, uh, I'd give him a B plus. You know, there was one pass play down the middle. I think that, uh, you know, they they located him in, uh, in coverage and completed a 20-yard pass or something. But uh, otherwise, uh, you know, I thought the safety play was, was really good. And again, you know, these are guys sometimes in different roles. Sometimes even within, you know, a series, you might play bandit one play and adjuster the next or, you know, nickel one play and bandit the next or whatever. And, and it's got to be seamless. And what I saw, Dave, watching the defense was, whereas last year there was a lot of tentativeness, very tentative play and unsure, should I be the one going up and making this play here or is somebody else supposed to do that? I saw guys just going and making plays. And to me, that comes when you understand the defense, understand the scheme, and they're starting to click in in year 200 Jim Knowles, that guys are just triggering and making plays. And that was from the first play of the game on. It was night and day different from what we saw last year uh, at times. So I'm encouraged by what I saw from the defense. Indiana is going to be one of the worst offenses in college football once again this season so let's don't get fool's gold like we did last year when you know you wanted to pin a medal on these guys when they stifled Iowa Rutgers Northwestern Indiana uh who else was just god-awful even Notre Dame Notre, Notre Dame, Dame was, was terrible Notre Dame you know, they were at the yeah. beginning they were miserably awful Toledo was the best offense they played for a long time until they played Maryland yeah, Penn State, Maryland, you know, abused Ohio State's defense. And then Michigan and Georgia, you know, took them out back in the woodshed. So, you know, uh, let's let's don't crown them, you know, as uh, Denny Green would say. Let's don't crown them just yet. But uh, encouraging, encouraging, Dave, very encouraging. Very encouraging. You're right. Like It was the look of the defense. Yeah, Indiana is terrible offensively. It was just – it looked like a bottom defense flying around there. Playing with an edge. Stone, one, one, Stone. Give me your give me your Fred Puggage. Give me a little Fred Puggage. You know, give me kids, a little Fred Puggage for the people. All right. You know, kids, kids played hard. Uh, you know, they flew around. Uh, kids, you know, played hard. Flew around. Stoned them. Stoned them. Stoned them. Stoned them. I know, Stoned Fred. Them. Eleven. Then Mark Katz from the Dayton Daily News. I know, Fred. Eleven silver bullets flying to the ball. But what was it that your defense really did? Well, Kids played hard. All right. Uh, you know, silver bullets. Nope. Flying the ball. Stone. Right. Stone. 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 That was there the you scientific, go. Was scientific the explanation of the 1996 Ohio State defense. They just stoned them. So there you go. They stoned them. That's it. You don't need to know. You don't need to know anything else. They just stoned them. Kids played played tough. Silver bullets flying around. We've seen Steve's better have yards. We've seen. 153 for Indiana and three points. That counts as a stonedom, I think. Yeah. So definitely, definitely. Pugge would, that, was, that was Pugge approved right there. So we've seen Steve's better half Amy on the show. We've seen um, Steve's impersonation of Fred Pugge, which cracks me up every time. I'm glad I had you do that for the people. Hilarious. All right. I appreciate everybody for tuning in. Thank you to Steve. Thank you to all of you. Hope everyone has a great rest hey. of your day.